you know, some of you aren't in the suburbs. It's nice. <sighs> Never too much podcast. <clears throat> this is Kelly. Uh, we got a house. So soon we'll have the guitar back. We'll have more frequent podcasts. We'll have more frequent emails. We'll have longer emails. We'll have greater emails. We'll have slimmer emails. We'll have grimmer emails. We'll have happier emails. Uh, not a complaint, but I was just considering it as I entered this car <clears throat> to record a podcast in someone else's driveway. Uh, I haven't really had, all through Yahoo, SI, uh, I was wonderfully besotted by kid action the entire time. SI, the kids were like, what, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Yahoo, they were all there. Snow days, sick days, home in 330 days. Uh, pick them up at 315 days. Thanks, Skeets. Uh, and at various places since as they've grown, but they've moved out. And this next house will be the first chance that I'll have at uh, a bit of solitude. And uh, I mean, except for the cats, they're so silly. I'm watching them right now. We still have our cats at our place where happy to stay out. Okay, this wasn't meant as a game for preview. So we'll keep all the shining must write in my type of writer by myself stuff for later and, and let's just, you know, on the on the slim chance we might as well talk about the game that hasn't happened, even if it won't be fresh, even if you're not gonna listen to this till Sunday afternoon. When you're going through boxes. I don't know why you're going through boxes. That's just what I'm doing. Uh Cat just jumped in the car. You saw him. Fast break breakfast. This is Tig. Say hi, Tig. It, Andy Glockner on Twitter, famed ex-NBA writer, uh, I went back and looked at what he was talking about before the finals because he referenced it in a tweet recently. Denver's just... Their ability to peel off 120 points and 100 possessions without breaking a sweat. Murray has to break a sweat. He's got to bend his knees. He's got to dig in real, real deep, and he's got to get that Jerry Stackhouse in his jumper, and he's got to post up, and he's got to do quick hits, and he's got to be take chances. I get it. He's breaking a sweat. I get it. The MVP's breaking a sweat. But they make it to 120 per 100 so often. So routinely, and so many different faces all season long, and now the faces that get to see them over and over again in a series, figuring out their quirks. Now, technically, technically Miami's defense improved between games two and three. 
but it's still sticking around that 120 mark. And that's just tough. That's just tough business. Like to expect. I thought Miami was going to take games two and three. And then Denver was just going to be like, okay, this is silly. Maybe we were a little overwhelmed by the moment and got away from us for the first time all year. But they weren't. They weren't. They just had their tails handed to them. So just there was no reflex in the heat in game two as they were doing it. It wasn't a. Okay, we got Duncan Robinson. Okay, uh, you know there was a little theatrics, but I'm trying to think of something outside of Bam getting angry at having to do two interviews at once. And hey, when Michael Malone says that shot about the press room, that's 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 don't cry for the local Miami PR people. That's a shot at NBA Entertainment, who are also doing the best job they absolutely can. But that's a uh, that's a national complaint, not a local complaint. So I'm so, so I'm not. We watched Jimmy Butler trying his best in Game Three, like he was trying to score forty two points, two points at a time, and uh, it didn't happen. The shots missed, and. Uh, you know, that's not like his fault. I know we talked a bit about effort in the press after it, and I suppose Miami's could increase. You know, they know what they're talking about, but they also don't mind lines to the press. So there's always that 50-50 balance of you should believe players above anyone else. But also try to spot them when they're going, we're just, we just have to say something. And sometimes it's a mix of both. But I, I don't believe his energy was the problem or a lack of energy from his teammates in maybe giving him that extra inch of space or that extra bit of breathing room or one fewer thing to have to worry about as he goes up in the air. Because that is a thing. Is so-and-so making his cut? Did so-and-so run to the front of the rim? Uh, is everyone in the corner where they're supposed to be? That 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 sort of hip trip. If this big center and his power forward and small forward friend decide to lunge at me, I need to know if I can throw a blind pass somewhere. And if they weren't in his blind pass spots, even if he had no intention of passing, that's a percentage more of things that Jimmy has to think about as he's going up for a jumper that has to be perfect, even though it's only eight feet away from the goal. It is such a chip shot. It's really tough, and there's so much spin, and there's so much precision, because you are so close, and it's not like us, average heights, some of us sub six feet, throwing a ball up with that energy. He has the energy and the release, you know, whatever it is, I don't know, velocity, at least the spin, the potential spin of a six foot five and a half guy unfurling from, you know, a place in the lane where ideally he could reach out and touch the rim. That's not normal <clears throat> basketball. So he's to consider that spin, that t- and it's not going in. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets, the best team in the NBA this year. Because the Bucks had their, had their time. 
So I, 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 the whole trick to the series was always going to be Miami overwhelming Denver with energy that Denver credited them, credited them for, but could never anticipate in a, in, in, I try not to say actuality, but in actuality, is that even a word or is that just something we need to come up for with to talk about sports? But in reality, I suppose there is something still there for Miami Love to do, to rush and fret. And then there is always the counter of it's basketball. The shots are going in from 25 feet away. Uh, Does Jokic ever feel like he's going to miss? No, but sometimes these perfect shots with perfect spin, not a spin too much and not a knuckleball too late, uh, spin in and out. And it's not Jokic's fault. It's not anyone else's fault. He may not be, you know, I'm trying not to compare him and what Butler are trying to do. <clears throat> when Butler misses, it's Denver's fault, uh, you know, credit. But when Jokic misses, it's some fluke of the heavens. Or <clears throat> Jalen Rose talking about the human basketballs down in Miami. I don't know. But I do know that Butler is not in his prime and Jokic is. And Jokic is a bit taller. So that's why I'm going to give it a little bit more credit for fluky. As opposed to how I'm dealing with the Butler situation. Perhaps it's been the decade of watching him gun for 50, need to gun for 50, and seeing what it takes to stop him from getting there. Because he's just the most determined SO gun that I've seen. He is just absolutely everyone's favorite player. In spite of the corniness, he is absolutely mine. Uh, that combination of... It just, he's putting in points on the board without lifting up from 25 feet away. I'll, I'll cop to it. It's not, a, it's not a stiff pose I'm making. It's, it's just... I enjoy watching that. So there's room for that to be more efficient. Bam. You know, those 17 shots... Those were good looks. Not open looks, but if he finished 10 of 17 as opposed to 6, you wouldn't think it a wild situation. And the role player shots. And the fact that two 30-point triple-doubles was unprecedented. But then again, it's the what I dealt with with Jordan and Pippen unprecedented can happen. They're not doing that to take over the world and take over these box scores. Murray and Jokic did that because they had to, not because Miami forced them into, but just because the, the June calls for that. Players are tired and, and just outrageous talent takes over. And sometimes these players that you depend on from December through March to get you through that stuff, you know, it's just one night of basketball. And sometimes one night stands for two of nine. Whether you're Michael Porter Jr. or John Paxson, Steve Kerr, the shot is still from really, really, really far away. And you've got no plays ever run for you. And it's it's not your sitch. But I, I, have, I have no troubles with if Michael Porter Jr. finishes a six-game championship finals run without ever looking like a normal basketball player. Just, it's like... What are you going to do? He never has the ball. And if they do win it in game five, of course we need Bryant Stiff there. 
I don't know what Brian Stith does these days. <clears throat> Do we have to pull him from underneath the car with one of those uh, little wheelie bits? Is he going to have a uh, shirt with his name on it? Oil stains all over it. Is he going to be wearing one of those masks? Am I thinking of Billy Baldwin from Half-Baked? Probably. Probably. Was it Billy or Steven? Haven't seen that movie this century. Saw a gentleman at a Reds game. Very drunk. Uh, his 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 boyfriend or, or husband or date was, was really trying to reel him in. And uh, it just wasn't happening. But it was the bleachers in a boring baseball game and all of his buddies were and coworkers, I presumed were fine with him. And, uh, but the, the, the embarrassed partner was wearing a, a Dave Chappelle shirt. And I was just wondering if we we're still rolling with that. That's the shirt that we're wearing to the baseball game to, to, the, to the, I just, it seemed, it seemed cause it seemed like swag. It felt like a swag shirt. Like this was, you know, he got this in a, in another, in a luxury box of some form. All I know is if every time Kevin Looney does something special, you're not yelling out Looney in the same form that he yelled out Kevin Mooney's, Paul, excuse me, Paul Mooney's last name, then you're lost. You're supposed to yell it out. It was Mooney. It was Looney. I didn't even have the DVD. I didn't have DVD money in 2004. Come on. If I did, it was spent on old gray whistle test. So, just expecting the wild letdown from Denver is out there. But the the all-out, stuck-in-the-corner effort that Jimmy Butler presumes is still left in them can it happen. Yes. Denver can go down a tick. They already did from game two to three offensively. And uh, Miami can do just enough to win. Or it can be one of those fourth quarter freaks, but it's, it's, it's doable. But just to expect any, anything less than the best basketball in the NBA from the Nuggets at this point is a bit silly. <clears throat> it's been a really good year. The, the parody was set up enough to where no one seemed to care about the teams that were missing games because it was there was such a rhythm to the regular season that it just it didn't matter. We still do have to change the system in terms of the season. It either has to be cut or it has to be a series of mini tournaments that allow for much more rest between these games. This NBA Finals is great because up until tonight's Game 4, everyone's had an extra day of rest. Now, I'm not suggesting that everyone has two days rest between NBA regular season games where the fellas are sometimes coming in with their underwear on backwards. You can't see it. There's that tag on the front that sometimes... There's a reason the NBA has that really hefty logo tag on the front shorts. It's 82 games. You're going to, you know, especially for those of us that like the, the, the dark underwear where it's really hard to tell sometimes where the, the, the slips and, and crinkles are with the boxer briefs. I enjoy a slimming black. 
No one needs to see that stuff. And just keep it. So we will have to, there will have to be changes and whatever they do December's is, I guess it'll hopefully be the first step in something, but it'll be weird and, and, and we'll love it because it's basketball. But in the last throws of 82 game late capitalism, it's, it worked this year. It worked. And I don't mind it if every team is like Miami. Uh, and I didn't mind it when every team was like Miami. When it was Bosch and Wade and James and everyone that was capable of making $10 million that wanted to make $5.67 million would go, would want, wanted to play there. So it wasn't that they had the pick and choice of stars. They had the pick and choice of role player. Pick and choice is not a real phrase. They had their pick and their choice of role players. Batchier's your Millers, your sensible bigs. Uh, but that was also fun to do. That was fun to be around for. The, the, the market that the NBA put itself in, the market was part of it because all these stars were traded for four draft picks. So even though... Brooklyn and New Orleans and goodness gracious, how many teams in the NBA have given up four draft picks by this point? Even though they've done well in their own right, it's a, it's just a weird, no one's trading, you know, Rico Cardi for Jeff Burroughs. I don't know what a, what a, what a one-on-one MLB trade from the seventies would look like, but there's, but it's, the market is strange, and the timing is strange, and that 2019 was strange. I know it. I lost a quarter of my subscribers that summer. What did I say? But the whole Kawhi, Paul George thing. Friend of the podcast, Jeff Tate, comedian, NBA fan, brought it up that, that Jimmy Butler is basically doing what we wanted Kawhi to do which was just mind his P's and Q's in the regular season and just dominate two points at a time all around basketball in the playoffs. Uh, and I'll take that with a strong comparison. If that was brought up on cable or any other podcast, I apologize. I've been at a beach. I was invited to a beach house, and I said yes. I've never been invited to a beach house. And at some point, uh, you know, whether it's a thing that keeps happening with the eighth seed making it or if it's a novelty, they will bring up that Giannis was injured. And uh, that, you know, Randall was, should not have played in that series. And that Boston was not at its best. I'm sorry, Jalen Brown had one hand. And when you usually have one and a half, that's that's a rough go. So they'll bring that up. But we need to remind them contextually. None of us are talking about that right now. It's a it's a it's a one in ten. Hey guys, remember this, and then we'll all give them the thumbs up and go back to talking about how Jimmy Butler's spinning all over the place and Max Truth is is bouncing the ball off of someone's head and shooting a three-pointer. 
and how great it is and how much we enjoyed it. Not because we're sick of Boston, we're sick of New York, we're sick, not sick of Julius Randle. We missed him. And we appreciated Milwaukee. I'm not sick of them. I didn't want their coach to be fired. We're not discussing this as a as a as the reason Miami made the 2023 finals. We're dealing with it intelligently as we did in '99 when we all watched New York. Jeff Van Gundy, hopefully listening to this, not play Marcus Camby because Marcus Camby wasn't in shape. Marcus Camby wasn't doing it right. Marcus Camby didn't know the place. Who knows what mixture of traits led to. Sprewell having his minutes limited. Also the same stuff. Not in shape. Not knowing the plays. A little out there. And New York sticking around uh, the 500 mark all year. They were an even matchup in the first round. No one was injured. Then they destroyed the Hawks in the second round. I believe they swept them. And then they were an even matchup in the third round and acted like it. They got the LJ LJ shot, but like who, who's to say they weren't going into Indiana and winning in Game Seven? That was just injuries or not. That was they were matched up well. On the same driveway, I remember walking around after the LJ shot. Thinking about how much I hated the Knicks, but man, I've enjoyed rooting for them all year long. And living in Indiana and rooting for the Knicks sure is fun. Going to work at my uh, job with a maintenance company. So I'd wake up still drunk my boss would show up in the pickup truck in the same driveway pick me up 7am I'd stop being drunk around noon it was 19 it was party time no one was stealing our sunshine uh, and I didn't really listen to any other contemporary songs that year but no one was stealing our sunshine I can tell you that and then get off at 3 Drink like 30 Diet Cokes, <clears throat> right for on hoops. Cover the... It was a sad day when Brian Stith was traded to the Celtics, but, you know, Trader Rick. He, didn't, he had, he had uh, an Eric Williams to acquire and a Ron Mercer to shed. So you write a blog about that, and then you go work at a grocery store that is now run by uh, Kroger. And you come home, and you spend all that money on... I guess Napster was around. I can't recall a time where I've enjoyed the regular season as much, just knowing that we've had instances where the West, it's like, oh, there's like eight 60-win teams in the West, and it it turns into just like these crazy... The last decade was, was out there. And there was a lot of great playoff basketball. Uh, but this year felt different because it was across the board. It felt like all 30. Uh, I didn't think that would mean that the eighth seed in the East would move in, up on, on in there, but uh, you know the Lakers had a legitimate shot 
that was not a fluke. That was not a weird thing. Yes, it was a weird team with a lot of holes, and we'll talk about it next week. <clears throat> and every team had an issue this year. They really did. Like Denver could have done better, and they had they took a real chance on chemistry wise with that trade. I loved it, but I found out other people hated it. But I could understand why they would have hated it at the time. Uh, Monty Morris was uh, was really important to them, and KCP could fall off at any time. And who knows? He was like one of four the other night. He may have fallen off. That might be it for him. But he got him here, and that's the last we'll talk KCP if we can help it. Every team had that, and they're all going to shoot hot stuff to try to change that on draft night. Because free agent stuff's more <laughs> it's been figured out by now. Uh, I'm sure you guys already know this. Uh, I don't know where they're going, but they do. Jerry, they do. Uh, and that's going to be fun. And next year is going to be fun because some of those holes will be paved over. And coaching is as good as it's ever been. And coaching has always been great. So teams will figure it out on the fly. And the language sustains between teams. We're all running the same sets here. And I see no reason outside of expected drop-off from some of our favorite players, you know, Durant's and LeBron's and stuff like that. Other other youngsters are going to have to step up, and we're going to have to get used to these other youngsters just being at LeBron and Durant levels, just not career-wise. Like, we can point out when someone's doing LeBron and KD stuff, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has a year that is through the roof. Doesn't mean we're saying it's a 20-year deal. And all that will pop up to just keep it fun every night, every week. And suddenly it's another year. Suddenly it's 23-24. And we realize that all the stuff that happened in the draft last year didn't change anything, but it started something. The deals that they made in July, the, the, the training camp decisions that they made in October, the, uh, the we're going to have to bang this nail through stuff that they dealt with in December and January, and the free him up, let's get him out of here, it's no one's fault, that was just a bad move for all of us, trade deadline deal in, in Feb. And by this time next year, I just think we're just having the time of our lives again. I don't know how the CBA plays into any of this, but I cannot imagine it adds more to the largesse. Which, again, I took no great I loved Duran in, in Warriorville. I loved it. Absolutely dug it. Wish he would have enjoyed it more. But I think we ruined it for him, and I let he think he let us ruin it for him. Shout out to the internet. I, uh, my ride's here. Uh, I worry about the the, su the super movement being lost, but I don't think uh, <clears throat> I don't think players are turned off by LeBron and Durant doing that stuff. It's the next generation. I think they'll want to do it themselves because, again, playing basketball with other fun players is fun. 
<clears throat> especially in states with uh, lenient tax codes. They'll figure out a way. Labor will find a way. Uh, I, I think they might need to get C.J. McCollum out of that out of that high chair uh, for various reasons. What the hell is his trip? I, what NBA players are are watching what bullshit ESPN and Fox nightly daytime sports talk whatever skip whatever channel that is. Can you name it on the DirecTV dial? I don't know. I don't know it. I can name ESPN 206. That's why they're disappointing me. Anyway, what NBA players like looking at that stuff going, ah, I wish I was in on that. Like, they are in on it. The ones that love the NBA really, really dig the NBA, and they got alerts, and they're, they're, they know the salary cap, and they're always after that gossip. However, <laughs> to go and slum with that lot? CJ. CJ, 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 uh, you know, jocks have been asked about their ex-teammates whom they are identified with on air, on broadcast, television and radio and internet forever. This is not a new thing that CJ McCollum journalism major could not have handled and figured out. Uh, Yeah, that to me is the great reckoning. I mean, Damian Lillard should not be taking over this news cycle because he went on shitty HBO to oh can't find the suburbs. They do not And we'll have to address that. We absolutely will. We got. We got to get the. We got to get my generation, that baggy pants, Kendrick Perkins generation, barely JJ Redick. He tries to pass himself off as a millennial. I suppose he is with that arm sleeve. But Gen X, we gotta get out of there. It's over. Sorry. Doris Burke is allowed. That's it. Uh, too much complaining. Too much whining, not enough slams and jams, not enough highlights, too much trade talk. I get it. NBA is five to a side. There are more superstars. Everything is can be uh, seasons can be tossed or won on the whim of a personality. Shout out to Jeff Tate also too for reminding me of that. When you don't do podcasts for a while, you lean on crutches. And today's crutch is shout out. So that will have to be changed because I don't think like the, the ratings are screaming. And all we do, and, and if they're after Twitter plaudits, then all we do on make it, on Twitter is make fun of them and go, why is Malika Andrews in there sometimes? Why? And I actually, I don't think she is. But like these poor hosts. <sighs> what are you doing? Stop it. I can't break into my car. 
Yeah, I was pulling the cat away from my upholstery when I realized. Oh, yeah. J.J. Reddick just abraded Stephen A. Smith on air. Uh, there, there are room for general columnists. I've been saying this for 25 years in our sporting world. I don't mind them. Be light. Be, 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 be goofy. Bounce around. Mike Wilbon, Greg Doyle, you know, I get it, but don't, don't act, don't act like it, don't act like you know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, NFL's, what's the NFL, 332 days out of the year, okay, NBA gets September off, August 15th through uh, September 21st is, is NBA free, okay, NFL doesn't ride like that. There's like one afternoon, one evening, and that's when they put on the dog show. And I'm sure NFL owners have stake in like at least 40% of the participants. So, state of the NBA. Beautiful. Digging it. Not obsessed by three-pointers. It's not just because Denver and Miami are in the finals. It's it's players are playing to win. That's why they're flopping. That's why they're throwing up three pointers. Uh, that's why they're whining out over calls. All the things that we may not like about the NBA, they're doing it to win. Whatever their motivations are, get a chip or add to their free agent portfolio. Whatever it is, it's all out there. And if you're upset of the broadcasters, just hit mute. Hum Jingle Bells. Or that, that Hocus Pocus song by Focus. There's a Hocus Focus by Pocus. Pocus. Often confused with Poco. Who did have a song about a calico cat. I should let you go. Let's open up some packs. 91 Fleer. I don't know what these look like. They say they're randomly packed. See rear for details. See back for details. I said see rear for details. Uh, why I threw that in, not sure. Oh, okay, so you can order your favorite 1991 Fleer 3D plastic basketball card. So you send in a Fleer card of your favorite player and $4.99... And they will they will cut out the action shot of the player basically from the card. This is, ow! All sorry, my cat really likes me. Uh, action shot of the of the of the player, and they will turn it into like a three D plastic thing. It's actually pretty cool. What I'm stuck on is uh, <clears throat> the drawing. It's not a picture. It's a drawing of the uh, the card they chose here it was uh, Cleveland Cavaliers swingman Craig Elo. So I'm gonna open up this pack. If I get an Elo, oof. Almost. Darnell Valentine in a Cavs uniform. Thought it was happening. Okay. Straight off the bat, Charles Barkley. 91 All-Star team card. That's good. Oh! Better off the bat. My favorite player. Go read uh, Jack uh, Solstein's uh, Substack as an article about Ron Harper today. Ron Harper in this picture is wearing a knee brace. Uh, better suited for the entire offensive line of the uh, 2006 Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my gosh, that is that is a knee brace. And it was back in the late '80s, early '90s, when they all had the the low socks, but the heavy, thick. Several of them at a time, even upon 
there. Ankle tapings. Uh, good thickness. Ron Harper card with Clippers. Uh, Randy White, that's a, also with a knee brace. Lottery washout, but tremendous haircut. Uh, Scott Skiles, uh, before he started to look like Kelly Dwyer in the back, uh, with a bit of his hair in front. And, uh, yeah, thinking about his kids probably. Uh, 91 All-Star Game. Not not a name on the card, just a, here's a shot of some guys. And uh, on the back it says, a game in Duckworth, double zero. R.I.P. Running in. Oh, so it's two teammates. Do they do they bring them in there? But oh, okay. So it was a changing of the NBA guard. Their word, not me. Speaking of one guard, I'd like to change Reggie Miller. No, thank you, sir. I liked him better as a broadcaster. Mark Price. Wow. This is an all-star pack. How did Reggie do that year? Head of his time, no doubt. 51-91, and they don't sell you three-pointers because. That's a shot for losers. Mark Price, Ricky Pierce. Gosh, he may have won the... See, I know Jordan's the next card. I'm looking at it in my periphery. I'm just trying not to get excited that I got a Jordan card. I'm looking in the back of this Ricky Pierce card to find out what he did that year. Averaged 20.5 points per game. Was traded midseason. Milwaukee to Seattle. Okay, all-star team. Michael Jordan. It's not the Michael Jordan card of this particular set, which is 91 Fleer. But it's the all-star card. Jack Sigma, center. Man, this is an all-star pack. Olden Polony, center. It can't all be winners, but you know who can be? David Robinson. And, you know, because you got to set all this this boffo all-star stuff down, i got to check this card on Darnell Valentine. Jeez, let's put a starting lineup together. This Olden, sorry. No, thank you. Sigma, back up forward. Pierce, obvious, six-man. Yeah, I'll put Price in my backcourt. Uh, Reggie, your backup. Sorry, I got Michael Jordan. Okay, that weird Clyde Kevin Duckworth card. Not sure what to do with it. Randy White, Scott Skiles, still talk about the kids. Ron Harper, small forward. Charles Barkley, big forward. David Robinson up front. Mike Price, Michael Jordan. And the guards, Ricky Pierce, Reggie Miller. Let's move on. Let's see Skybox Labs. I got Skybox because that's how I roll. NBA Hoops. The classic. Uh, Will Perdont. Will Perdog do. Will Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, yeah, bangs this year. Okay, Manute Ball. That was good. Oh, another Barkley. Charles Barkley. What year is this? 91 hoops. Uh, Larry Drew, cerebral player, future coach. Spent uh, spent a whole, whole playoff series uh, at Indiana Press Row when they were uh, down on the bench there, bench area. And uh, that was a lot of fun watching him. Do business. West on sell classic card. The aforementioned all-star Kevin Duckworth. Excited about that. Posting up. Less excited. The uh, COVID denier John Stockton. Uh, a Glenn Fry Rice rookie. You tell me a Glenn Fry this Rice? Yeah, rookie card. And uh, uh, oh, wow, he looks awfully young. Uh, Chris Ford throwback. No one asked for that. Vinny Johnson. Good look. Good look. Uh, Mookie Boylock rookie card. You know, we'd have a lot more fun with Mookie these days. We hadn't had a rough uh, post-playing career. But uh, as those New Jersey Nets, uh, oh, stars on them. And the, they just they were like 70s uniforms in the 90s. But they look good. Joe Klein, because, uh, you know, we need to have all 10 top 10 draft picks. Reggie Lewis, the late. Terry Teagle and Dick Mata. Wow, another star. Packed. Pack. Barkley. Duckworth. Glenn Rice. 
Vinnie Johnson, Inexplicable, Chris Ford, Reggie Lewis. And uh, let's finish on Skybox, which is usually like uh, six or seven, or how many are in a pack? Fifteen. So it's like 13 cards of guys no one has ever heard of looking like your junior high photo. And, uh, and usually uh, Dino Raja, maybe. What's up? No, I'm not going to say, can I use your claws? So update on the Rhonda situation. Was helped out by a lady named Rhonda on the phone several times. Didn't say it. 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 Sometimes they go, uh, you know, this is my fifth windshield on this particular car. Sometimes they come to your house in the van, fix it there for you. Your neighbors are all impressed. Ooh, this guy can afford a new windshield after not having a new windshield for eight months. Uh, or or you, can, you can go there, have it done. I decided to go there, not because of Rhonda's presence. Maybe it was because of Rhonda's presence. I don't know. But I get there. There's Rhonda. And, you know, Rhonda was around for, for that song. Like, uh, maybe, maybe, let's say but she was a couple years old when that song came out. But she spent her entire life dealing with that song as a new song, not as a classic song. And I go in there, and they got, a, like, a YouTube thing going. Nancy Wilson singing Smiling Phases. Or, no, no, uh, not, not Smiling Phases. Spinning Wheel. Spinning Wheel. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Loved it. It was all, like, Weird Roy Orbison, the Elvis 68 specials, and Bo Diddley. I had the time of my life. Rhonda, super helpful. Didn't say it. Didn't say it. Spent, like, 45 minutes in there. Had to go back in there because she forgot to give me her keys, which you could tell, like, her whole business is giving them back their keys or taking, like, that, Ron is good at that. She's good at a lot of stuff. That especially. Uh, but, you know, conversations with Kelly Dwyer aren't always linear in their form. They don't always take on the AB, AB, uh, you know, uh, rhythm. Uh, and things get mixed up. So she forgot to give me my keys back. I go out to the car, open up the car, because, of course, it's not locked. My fob doesn't. Uh, don't tell anyone. And then, uh, you know, go back in there one more time. I've seen Rhonda like six trillion times at this point. I have to go in there. She has to help me one more time. The keys are on her desk. I can't reach over. It's sort of like a doctor situation where there's that weird sort of window you can close. And then they make that fake room that's really kind of the same room. But that room has folders. And you're not supposed to go back room. Whereas this room has like Nancy Wilson singing Blood, Sweat, and Tears songs. So I have to, hey, can you, can you give me one more bit of guy? I have to not say help. Can't say it. May I please have those things which ignite my car engine, providing power to all four four wheels, hatchback. And she says yes, and she laughs, and we laugh, uh, and I thank her for her assistance one final time. Until oh goddamn dear, uh, Sydney Low. NC State legend closing out on Byron Scott in this, probably following him. Uh, Antoine Carr wearing New Balance high tops. Tremendous. 
inexplicable Saturn rings behind him. And uh, Sacramento Kings going for his uh, jump hook. He loved, like, he would jump hook from the free throw line like it was nothing. Like, usually, like, we're going to get down there and get, like, a five foot. No, he'd do it from, like, 15 feet away and make it. He, like, he looked, he averaged, like, 20 and 10 one year. And I, I don't get that. It's like, yeah, do that. Absolutely do that. That's the it's a Jokic thing. It's the Dirk thing. It's the KD thing. It's like we're all right here and I can make it. I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot this. Next one is Dale Ellis, who they smartly have going up against Larry Bird in the shot. Uh the famed Eddie Lee Wilkins, uh Robert Reed with a big star behind him. Uh not sure how how much of a fan he was of that particular outfit. However, uh he was certainly crucial in uh, making the Charlotte Hornets competitive in their first year. Bill Hanslick was crucial in keeping the uh, Denver Nuggets uncompetitive. Uh, Carl Malone. Jim Paxson. Guarded by doppelganger Bobby Hanson. All right, let's take two six-foot-six guys with mullets out there. Let's see if they can just get off in a battle of, you know, he's more athletic than you give him credit for. John Battle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You get on Twitter after this. Uh, Winston Garland, because every pack from back then has to have Winston Garland. Mark West, uh, uh, really good with his finances. Mikel Thompson, uh, t- you know, top 10 NBA tweeter. Tweets like my dad texts. Kenny Walker scoring over Carl Malone. Akeem Olajuwon, that's a fun one. He's a strong player. Uh, Rod Higgins, buddy of uh, Michael Jordan. And uh, Harvey Grant, probably a bigger buddy of Michael Jordan's than Horace Grant ever was. These have been the packs. Get my own place soon. What I'm going to do is sit around and writing about basketball. Silly stuff. Send it out. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Have a lot of fun with these finals, however long they last. Because the season's been a trip. All that, all that time to be silent, and the best I could come up with is, was uh, lo-fi birds to, to chill and study to. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed the suburbanness of it. I try to make that a thing. I love chirping birds. I love uh, mewing kitties. <clears throat> I love the NBA. It's a good sport, and I'm not done uncovering its weird stuff that I haven't even learned about yet. And uh, I'm going to go back inside of the laptop and do some more of that. Love y'all, and uh, we'll talk soon.